All right, we are live. Two guys, one Prius. And this is today, Thursday, November 14th, at about 8.23 a.m. Pacific time, 11.23 Eastern. Damn, that was pretty specific. 2G1P. Nobody's got a confusion now. You can definitely tell that Starbucks coffee's working. It is, it is. I'll be right behind you here in a second. All right. Um, to start off today, I think we're going to kind of continue this uh, – talk around uh, the MLB, considering all the awards and whatnot are coming out. Um, we got the uh, MVP awards later tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon, um, that we'll be kind of predicting or putting our two cents in on. But uh, to start it off, congratulations to uh, Justin Verlander for the AL Cy Young of the Year Award. And back-to-back. Uh, -back. Um, for, uh, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Why? Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. That's because I haven't had a sip of my coffee yet. I just grabbed it. Mr. DeGrom, back to back. Well earned. Um, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think DeGrom earned it. I think, uh, you know, he had a little slow start the first six weeks or so, but, uh, he came out and absolutely shoved just like he did the year prior. You know, he proved his worth. He led the NL in strikeouts. Now, I think, you know, had Scherzer not gone down, that probably the Cy Young skills probably would have tipped more to him. But uh, I I think regardless, DeGrom earned it. And I'm glad that, you know, these sports writers who are looking at the Cy Young are looking deeper into the stats other than just wins like they used two years ago. And and would you go as far to say as as popularity goes? Who would you say out of those two is the more popular name? Just right off the bat, with nothing being said, trying not to think about how big of a ball fan you are. If you were to think outside the spectrum, who would you think, in your opinion? Because I'm going somewhere with this. Who would be the more popular name to the to the norm to the normal eye? Scherzer or Degrom? I think it'd be Scherzer. I completely agree with you, and I'm feeding off of what you're saying as far as the stats go. Um, to look into that, that's what it's for. It's a it's right. a statistical award. It is the most dominant regular season pitcher, You're, regardless um, of 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 what team or or where, for that matter. So, definitely earned as far as that's concerned on, on his part. Um, guy shoved. He's damn near unhittable. Um, yeah. Like now, you said, that little. Some... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, if you get some run support, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the Mets could actually get into the postseason. You know, we could see some uh, fantastic things from him. But uh... you never know. Shoot, you know the uh, history with pitchers and either not performing in the regular season and shoving in the postseason, or vice versa. <laughs> Justin Verlander. Your <clears throat> shock. Yeah, that's another bad one. <laughs> Um, then you have your random performances, too. So you can't really – I'm anxious to see for that exact reason. You have no idea until it actually happens. Yeah. Um, and now uh, of, the uh, Verlander kind of staying on that same topic. Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing going on over there. The guy is dominant. Yeah. I think Verlander earned us this year. I mean, it was him or Cole. Um, but – I mean, you look at the, the overall stats, you know, Verlander maybe had a little leg up on him just with innings pitch right. and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was well-deserved. Um, 
I wish, I really, really wish that they would do uh, two awards for best pitcher. So you have your Cy Young for your best, you know, regular mm-hmm. season statistical mm-hmm. pitcher. And I think they should do another award for overall best pitcher in the league for that year. Well, postseason, post, regular postseason, season and, right yeah, on, right on. Yeah, stuff. I could see that. Right. I mean, that would just, damn, that would ruin a lot of people's uh, chances at awards if I'm trying to just go through stuff. Well, and it, ben- it benefits the players, too, because, you know, then you get guys like that going into contract years and stuff, and then they got some other right. hardware, you know, other than just, hey, I was the best pitcher in the regular season, you know, hey, well. Look, I shoved all through October. Too, uh, so. Yeah, that'd be a, a definite star on the pendant there for sure. Um, I mean, not to say winning the Cy Young is not nothing to be proud of, but um, yeah, that would be right. sweet. I'm sure the players would love that. I wish they would kind of look into that too now that you say that. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Um, all right, moving along. Yeah. Going to kind of truck along to the next award here, Rookie of the Year's. Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Uh Pete Alonzo, New York Mets, absolutely well-deserved. I don't know uh, who the sports writer was who did not give them a first-place vote, but there was one lone sports writer, and that guy voted for Mike Soroka, who, yes, he had a hell of a year pitching for the Atlanta Braves, but uh, sorry, Pete Alonzo deserved this one this year wholeheartedly. Um, The guy, I mean, was absolutely phenomenal. I think the Mets played it right. You know, instead of saying, hey, you know, we're going to call him up 14 or 16 days later to get an extra year of service time under the Mets for us. You know, they said, you know what, no, bring him up. Let's have him up the entire season. And I think that was a huge motivational factor for Pete Alonso because he knew that that job was his. And, you know, they had, you know, talks of, I think it was Dominic Smith, who was their other power-hitting first baseman that was going to possibly mm-hmm. platoon with him, and Alonzo just completely ran uh, with it. He took the torch and claimed it. <laughs> um, you might have a new face. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, oh, if, far uh, and away. The guy's character yeah. is awesome, too. The guy's really funny. Um, he's just a kid. He's a giant, giant man-looking being, but he's he's young. Um. Yeah. It was a fun show. That, that's for sure. He put on a hell of a year. And to kind of feed off Soroka, he he is dominant. He's going to be a fun uh, specimen to watch kind of grow over these next uh, five to eight years as well. Braves in general are going to be fun. Sheesh, they're going to kind of go back to the early, mid-90s stage, kind of sounds like, um, just as far as all their young yeah, talent. Yeah, seems like they got a big three they're, developing. They're set. As far as doing what they needed to do, they're set for another, what, five years? Yeah, I mean, they got their key guys locked up and Acuna and Albies, and then uh, they just need to I lock up got their a, pitchers because they got a big three right now. Also, for, for a few years. Yeah, I don't know how long. I don't know how long, but uh, that's a that's a dirt cheap contract for a very <laughs> yeah. productive player. And under the radar, too. If you're really not like a Braves fan, you don't really think about him. Right. But yeah, that. Um, all right. So the, uh, I know I kind of blanked on him this morning. Rookie of the year for uh, the American League, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, I think he only played in about eighty-seven games, something like that. But uh, I mean, he came on the scene and he, 
he absolutely proved his worth. Uh, you know, everyone always has the hesitancy when a guy gets called up from the minors who's having stellar numbers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was very apparent that the guy, the guy has an approach every at bat. Um, I think he's a pretty smart hitter. I think he is going to need to spend a lot of the offseason adjusting to uh, hitting, you know, off-speed like sliders and curveballs. Wait a second. Uh, Curveball. Change up. <laughs> yeah, well, that didn't seem to help Jordan because uh, I think after after a little while, you know, guys started to realize, hey, uh, this guy can't really hit the – the off-speed spinning. There's a lot of low and outside so, uh, junk. As, as stereotypical as the off-speed pitch location-wise is, there are a lot of pitchers that will utilize it on the inner half of the plate to kind of buckle, so to speak, a left-handed hitter from a right-handed arm slot. You're going to throw that that low and in slider if you got something nice, but a lot of people kind of shied away from that. I, d- I don't know why. Just Just kind of thinking as a catcher, sitting in the squat behind somebody with that kind of presence or frame in the batter's box. The guy's a giant. He's huge. (laughs) I I don't know the exact um, specs on on him, but he is massive. Um, I I would never throw that guy outside, personally, if I was trying to get him out. I'd try to jam the hell out of him. Just as, I mean... He's extremely lengthy. Um, so that's just I, I, just kind of something I was looking at. I, I was just interested to see why people continuously did it, and I think it's just because he couldn't handle it. I mean, why throw him something that you don't know he potentially could get a hold of over something that you know this guy, well, he ain't going to touch it. And I think that just kind of feeds into the, the right. whole discipline and, and, and just plate awareness that he'll, he'll develop over these next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. I know the Astros got a lot of analytics, and I think that'll help him out a lot too. Being there, uh, I I think he deserved the award. Um, I I mean, honestly, when it comes to an AL rookie, I I, I didn't even look at the other. I don't even know. You were not if there was going to be yeah. someone in contention. He was the only one I kind of was thinking of as, as yeah. well. All right. Um, as we all kind of know, or at least now you know, um, the MVP award for the AL and NL is coming out this afternoon. And seeing as how we don't have a result to talk about, we are going to kind of just put our two takes on um, who we think is going to win. Um, I know Brendan is extremely high strung, as well as a lot of individuals are, and quite frankly should be, on uh, Yelich. Regardless of him being out yep. the last, what, month, month and a half, the, the guy still Correct. led four or five of the major categories offensively. Um, that guy is good. Um, it's not that he didn't come out of nowhere, but I didn't really expect this from him, to be quite honest. I knew he was a good player. I knew he was good. I did not think he was top tier like he's shown over the past year or two. It's been incredible to see. I really like enjoy. I really like watching him play. Yeah, I, I mean, in my opinion, he's the best player in baseball. Um, I, 
I didn't expect this from him. When I saw him coming up in Miami, I was like, okay, you know, uh, great hitter, probably be over 300. I didn't think he, you know, would get quite above that 15, maybe 20 home run mark a year. So you're saying you think um, he's the but, best player in baseball, huh? Yeah, huh. I do. Uh, All-around player I, by I, far. I'm going to argue with you um, and say Trout still, man. I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, I don't know. The torch Damn, might dude. have passed. But, uh, yeah, um, Christian Yelich, I mean, he had another hell of a season. And I think even with him being out the last month, I, I mean, yes, the Brewers were able to get to the wild card. Uh, the great job by the team and Craig Council pulling the right strings. But when it came down to it, I think it was very apparent that Christian Yelich was, you know, obviously their best player, and that's why I think he deserves the MVP award. You know, look at his stats that he put up even before he got injured the last month. And then you're also going to look at what I think, I don't know, what I think people often are going to overlook is the fact that, oh, well, he didn't play the last month. Well, Jordan Alvarez played 87 games and won the AL Rookie of the Year award. So why should that subtract away from Christian Yelich? Especially if it's statistical. Granted, yeah. Uh, Granted, Cody Bellinger had an absolutely phenomenal year, but he did taper off pretty hard in the second half. And on top of that, nobody Um, likes the Dodgers, so I'm okay with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I... I don't know. Um, and then you, you also got Anthony Rendon. I think he had a great year. Do I think he's an MVP candidate over there? I don't know. Maybe in the playoffs, but I don't think necessarily for the entire season that, you know, he deserves the MVP award. Um, I just think it's Christian Yelich. I I don't see why not. I think if he would have stayed healthy, he probably would have beaten out Sammy Sosa's home run record. Or what? I think he had sixty or sixty-two that one season, they, something like that. They were both at sixty I think or Yelich, sixty-two. I think, yeah, I think Yelich would have been right there if not beaten mm-hmm. it. And what I kind of want to comment on uh, his defense. Um, yeah, and we can kind of feed into Bellinger with with this as well. Their defense this year was pretty dope. Um, and actually, mm-hmm. if anyone remembers, what was the play that? caused the Brewers basically to lose that game. I believe it was a single to right yep. field that did what? Pretty sure it went right underneath the glove of uh, the right fielder. Yep. That would have been Christian Yelich. And now yep. we could sit here and say that he could have missed that. Yelich, I should say. But I mean, I don't think he would have. <laughs> yeah, and then we could have an entirely different mm-hmm. scenario with the uh... Yep. Not being there. And that's your champion right there. That's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball. Gotta love her. So now going over to the AL MVP finalist. Uh, I I'm happy with the finalists. I on both ends on NL and AL, but uh I mean AL I think it's really, really cool that Marcus Simeon is getting recognized. Uh, he had a hell of a season, and he carried that ace team from what I saw. Chapman was over um, there, too. He just won that gold glove again. Yeah, he did, but I think when you're looking at an all-around guy, you know, Marcus Simeon, for me, I, 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 
I'm not sure if he's the captain, but well, he yeah. is on the A's, so. But I do yeah. agree with you. The recognition is awesome um, to see. He, he it is earned. It is earned. But I don't think he's up up there just yet. It's it's nice that he got recognized, like you said. But I don't think he's over the cusp. Yeah. No. No. Uh, definitely more deserving players uh, this mm-hmm. season, at least. Um, and we got the other two candidates that I'm I just totally drew a blank on. Uh, you had him up there, Paul, didn't you? It's uh, Bregman, Bregman, got, Trout, and uh, Simeon. That's right. Bregman and Trout. How can we forget those two? Um, you know, I, I'd i like to say Bregman this year because he had a hell of a season. Um, I think he was cold for a little bit, but then he got hot, and, man, the Astros got hot with him. Um, but then you also look at, okay, look at the rest of their lineup look at the rest of their pitching staff, look at the they're entire stacked. team. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they're stacked. Um, so that's where you kind of go back to Mike Trout. And without Trout, I mean, the Angels are nowhere near no pension. Face it, that pitching staff was absolutely atrocious. I mean, without Otani, I, I mean, literally, they, they tried so many experiments this season. I mean, Matt Harvey, God, that guy, he's done. Uh, so many other pitchers. Obviously, the loss of Tyler Skaggs is huge for him, but he was only you know a number three at best. That was still that was still a cog that you now have to worry about. I mean, we yeah. were just talking about putting Bumgarner maybe yeah. potentially in that two or three slot. So, I mean, that's definitely a spot right. that you want to have. Um, not something right. that would have put them over the hump. I do understand what you're saying. So let's not get that twisted. It, it was an emotional. Uh, tragedy, obviously. Um, but they weren't in any position, I think, to have that situation either make or break them. Excuse me. Um, it, right. it was horrible, as, as, as obvious as it sounds. But um, to kind of feed onward into that, um, I, I don't... When have they ever had pitching? <laughs> I mean... Uh, I mean... It's been pretty, pretty odd ever since their World Series run. I mean, their World Series run, I feel like they had good pitching all around, like from top to bottom, starting through all their relievers. But they didn't have amazing guys. True. Uh, now here's here's a little conundrum. If Mike Trout wins the MVP, and then Christian Yelich doesn't win the MVP, cited for being out the last month. Well, Mike Trout, if I'm not mistaken, missed about a month. The they both went season. out about a week or so apart from one another to miss the remainder of the month. And I was thinking about the altar because even feeding into what you were saying about Bregman being on a team full of all-stars um, and now obviously the whole controversy be behind the, the whole garbage can banging thing. Um, I don't know if that's going to ever weigh into anything. I don't know if they've been told to have that be weighed into anything. Vice versa, I would see Bregman potentially winning it over, I mean, excuse me, um, Trout winning it over Bregman for that reason. And I have a gut feeling of Trout winning it over Bregman because of that, but then Yelich getting screwed over Bellinger for whatever reason. I I don't know what it is, but that's really funny that you asked that question. I I don't – how do you do that? You don't – 
You can't. They were injured far too close together. Their numbers are obviously both, in my opinion, there. And they have been. Um, and they were still in the top, like I said earlier in the, in the cat podcast. Um, they were still in the top, I think, of the four, four or five major offensive categories without playing the last month. That's absurd. That's an entire month of yeah. baseball that you have as an individual to do something to get over this guy. And one player was able to potentially get over you. It's not just another MVP yeah. candidate we're, we're talking about here. This is the entire league that potentially can pass you in one category. Right. Oh, and we also have to remember Mike Trout was out early yeah, in the was. season too. It wasn't just. The no, end it of wasn't the too long though. I don't think it was a whole month, was it? No, it wasn't a whole month. But I, I believe he was out for a week, and then he came back, and then he was out for a couple more games. And yeah, I mean, either way you look at it. Mike Trout was injured for more than a month this season. Christian Yelich was injured for a month. What, you're, what you were going into earlier is going to kill me to say, but you were definitely right about the uh, potential torch passing of my uh, my younger unsung hero in Mike Trout. Um, if he's going to start getting hurt like this, I just kind of popped a, a little thought into my, my head here. They played this kid every single game <laughs> like for, years. for eight nine years bro i just played a tournament over here in arizona eight games four days i know you got a tournament coming up here soon too and though eight games in four days is damn near unheard of um keep mind mlb baseball players play damn near day in day out and though center field is not catching um, it takes a toll on your body. I mean, you're still out there. If you're in the sun, you're get your people go in the sun and they're tired for no reason. This guy is has been a staple in your offense, has ridden and driven your team through the minimal success that you've actually been graced to have since he's been 20, I think. Right? Yeah, I believe he came up when he was. He wasn't he wasn't in the conversation for the youngest player to play. I do remember that because of obviously what happened this year also, but he was well above that. So I mean if he's that's eight years. I'm pretty sure he's twenty eight. Because he was just he just turned his jersey number, which is twenty seven. So he's either twenty this is seventh or eighth year. That's I mean, geesh, that's over twenty one hundred days of baseball damn near in a row. Yeah. That's 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 a lot, dude. (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot of ball I man dude I signed me up don't get me wrong but that's a lot of baseball after that tournament when I was feeding well, into it? I was sore I could not move a freaking muscle I could not move I cannot imagine how, what's how, interesting, how they do this but anyways please go yeah what's, what's interesting too is that I feel like Christian Yelich is pretty much in the same boat as far as you know how games played like that guy is going to play pretty much the same amount of games played by the time he's you know right. Mike Trout's age and um I think it it probably has a little more to do with the frame Mike Trout's a little bigger a little bulkier not that he's you know fat by any means the guy is fat built. as hell um yeah but it's just it's a different body type so I think Yelich will be fine 
Um, you know, his injury was pretty fluke. Um, what did he hurt again? You know, it'll be interesting. I don't even remember. I, I believe it was on it was on a play, I think, when he was, like, diving or something, if I'm not mistaken. Or injury or something? Um, Oh, we could look this up. But. I'm I'm just drawing a complete blank on uh, how he how he actually got hurt. Oh yeah, it was a uh, knee injury. Broke his fucking knee. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that was a that was. A... Yeah. Whoops. It was a. It was. It wasn't on a play. He didn't. He foul it off into his knee. Uh, let's see here. I'm pretty sure he fouled it off into his knee, did he not? Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure exactly. I'm almost certain he, he, he yeah. swung and he yeah. fouled the ball right off into his kneecap and it broke. Well, if you don't know how yeah. hard Chris Neal hits like... the ball, there you go. He's out here breaking right. kneecaps. Right. <laughs> Yeah, wait till wait till your Don Alvarez does that oh, to himself. God damn! Do you know what footage <laughs> I just pulled up the other day? A random random Facebook video popped up of Adam Dunn's like five hundred sixty foot homer. Dude, do you remember, bro? That ball kept going. That was the most, almost one of the most ridiculous home runs I think I've ever seen. There is a giant batter's eye in center field at at that stadium. And it absolutely, without a doubt, completely cleared it. He, oh my God, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like giggling at it. I was like, just giddy. It was really fun to see again. It was a good video that popped up. Thanks, Facebook. Um, but yeah, uh, freak injury to say the least. Um, let's hope they, let's hope they don't, let's hope they use their brains. I, I think Trout and, and, um, and Yelich, regardless of the injuries, um, definitely earned the MVP award. Um, I don't know. What, what's your uh, final guess for this afternoon's final say? Um, I I think sports writers are going to give it to Bellinger. Um, I just think when you look at sports writers in general, a lot of them come from the large municipalities and, you know, like L.A., like New York, like Boston. So I think they're going to be more apt to go with, a player like that who comes from a large municipality because they don't watch Christian Yelich play as much. Simply that. Okay. Even though they're sports writers, I think that's just what it's going to come okay. down to. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think Trout I wins. I think I'm though, in agreement with you. In the AL. I mean, I'm not changing my answer, but I, I'm unfortunately in agreement with you. That's, for, that's a good point. Unfortunate, but definitely accurate point. <clears throat> um, and I know we, we kind of went a little further than we wanted today. So lucky you guys, but, um, Tatis Jr. Um, you mentioned to me this morning they're yes. they're talking contract extension for the stud. It's amazing. Yes, they're talking long term contract too. Uh, Finally. So, if we have to throw a number out there, uh, I think him and his agent are going to be looking for two hundred mil. Um, I don't know that he's going to get that, but I I could see the Padres probably. Uh, how much did yeah, right now, I mean, yeah, but the Padres are playing this smart because he's coming off of an injury. So they have that to counter against a fat number. Say, hey, look, yeah, we get it. 
but you're coming off of an injury. We don't know how he's going to perform after that, even though in all, in all honesty, they know he's going to perform fine. He's going to be healthy. You've got to play the game at that point. I think, right. So I think you're probably looking at a contract. They'll probably start in the area of 140 or 150 mil, I think. And then it'll probably land. If I had to take a guess, I'd say 175, 185 mil. How many years? For, I would say probably four or five because then he'll be in his quote unquote prime at what, 28? Dude, so, are you talking about like you four want to look or five years? Are contract. you talking about like four or five years from like right now? Sorry, sorry, that's right. He's so young. Oh, he's like maybe twenty four, twenty five. So, he's in the same age as at age yeah. like like a uh, path. Excuse me, as Yelich was. I just like remember yeah, right was, now that Yelich was four years younger, three years younger than Trout, right? Yeah, I I was forgetting how young Tatis was for a sec. Oh, but, he's a baby. Yeah, no, I mean you're absolutely right, but that this is why I think he's going to go for. You know, not a not a ten year deal or something like that. If he goes for you know a Eight. four or five year deal, even a six, that way at the end of your deal, you're ready to make even more money because, as we know, the market's just going to keep going up. But at this point, does does that allow another team to kind of say, "Hey, young buck, screw that two hundred mil. Why, why don't you come on over here for yeah two fifty seven years?" Yeah, yeah, I could see it happening, but at the same time, uh, I mean, Padres aren't going to be able to keep everybody in, you know, four or five years. They got Machado on the books. I think Hosmer's contract will come off right about then. So yeah, maybe maybe they do still make a play at Tatis if they only sign him to a four or five year deal. But uh, you know, I don't think I don't think who knows. I hate I, the Padres. Whatever. NL West teams, you already know how I feel about them. But as far as everyone else is concerned, and for the sake of the pod's sake, podcast sake, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to weigh in on a baseball opinion. They cannot let him go. <laughs> you can't. You oh, cannot, no. dude. Fuck Machado, man. Excuse my French. If, I, if I'm taking – I don't give a damn about a track record. I really don't. Machado is amazing. I'm not throwing that out. He is an amazing player. I'm taking Tatis over Machado if I need to make a contract. If I need to make yeah, a decision absolutely. on a long-term deal with a young stud like him, I'm dropping someone or looking to trade someone to make room for him. Right. But, yeah, I mean, uh, shoots. It's, it's, I, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a coin flip. They, they have the argument, like you said. So they do have the, the counter option-ish. But when can, he, when can he opt out? When is he... Um, when is his current contract done? Ah, he's still on the, the rookie contract or whatever, so I think he's got another. I think he's under. That's the thing is the contract might be up, but I think he's still technically under their control for another four or five. Oh my goodness! Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, whoops. If he's under control for four or five seasons, that sways my opinion. But I mean, keeps keeps my same opinion about as far as keeping him, but sways my opinion as far as other teams being able to come in now i i completely okay right. okay um as far as that's concerned i'm on the exact same page as you then um i i would personally offer him that five or six years if it's going to make him happy they know he's going to perform why not take the uh the little bit of a discount that much further yeah i, agree I mean you. It, you can play the game 
But at this point, you're not paying him that 250 for five or six. You are paying him that 200. Which for a player like that right. is a freaking steal. Because like you said, the market only is continuing to go up. And people continuously will pay for people like Harper. Right. And I'm going to reference that in many different episodes because I think that was the stupidest contract ever. And I am so happy the Giants did not get him. Yeah, I, I'm very happy. Sorry. Uh, I mean, if anyone, if anyone, Machado deserves a bunny, but not Harper. I don't even uh, like him as a person. No. I mean, at least Machado's kind of likable. I, I don't like Harper yeah. at all. Maybe that's just because I was, I wasn't, I don't know, man. He's a cocky son of a bitch. And he doesn't. He didn't really perform this year. Sure, he's a good ball player. He's actually a great one. If I'm if I'm kind of stepping outside the box, but he's got to he's got to perform better if he wants to make uh, at least prove that he's worth the amount of money he was given. He kind of crept up there in the yeah, second half, though. I'll give him that. He kind of crept up. He was doing real well. He was hitting stuff out. I mean, every other game there for a minute. Um, but as far as the contract goes, they they are so disappointed with the with the actual results. And I know he's pissed off that the oh, yeah. uh, Nationals won. Yeah. Of course. Hey, I want to touch on some breaking news. Um, Artie Marino, Angels owner, just had a lunch, I believe, yesterday with uh, Scott Boris and, I believe, Garrett Cole. Oh, snap. Who is, obviously, Scott Boris is Garrett Cole's agent. Right. Um, so this is going to give them, you know, it doesn't give the Angels necessarily a leg up, but it gives Scott Boris and Garrett Cole a leg up because it, whether or not they're even offered a contract by the Angels, you know, Scott Boris is going to go to every team and say, well, we have an offer on the table from the Angels already, and they can make up whatever, you know, dollar amount they want because Scott Boris is great at negotiating. Now, I got a, I got a random question to kind of go off of that. Um how does that work exactly? I'm so interested just all of a sudden. Did, are you allowed as another team to now call up an organization and be like, yo, did you offer him this? Um, I don't know how that works. Because, dude, I'd play the system so hard. Like, hell yeah, I did. When in all reality, I'm like sitting here chuckling, like offering him 100, 150 million less. He's totally playing I, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you can, but it's just going to depend on – you know, whatever whatever your offer is to the client, the the client's agent is also going to have stipulations in there. Of, you know, you can't you can't divulge this to anybody else. That's typically, from what I know, typically what I. That makes sense. I mean, that's why Boris yeah. is a G. Probably does all the talking himself. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does. He's a master negotiator. The so, guy is a legal hustler. They're talking about Garrett Cole getting so scott boris wants 300 million for cole um they're saying it's probably not going to happen though uh it's probably going to settle around the 240 to 260 um so i think teams are going to come in probably starting at about 200 to 210 uh because david price as we all remember got 217 um so you'll probably start the bidding at about 210 mil and then go from there now it's just going to be a matter of whether teams are going to be trying to get in a bidding war or if they're going to submit one offer and then maybe a little higher offer and then say hey this is what we got take or leave it yeah 
I mean, shoot, you got you got Strasburg, Scherzer, Grinky, and Trout that are all at the top of who's paid the highest as far as salary goes yearly. I think I think yeah. Cole creep up in there. I don't think he's going to get the. Uh, I I. I mean, can they afford it? I think the Angels are ready. I mean, they haven't dished out a fat contract in years ever since you know their whole pitching blow up with uh, what's his face. Wilson, C.J. Wilson. Yeah. I mean, to kind of feed off of what we were saying earlier, this would be the answer to, well, when was the last time the Angels had a pitcher? Um, He wouldn't be in competition with anybody. He'd definitely be the number one, and he'd be the number one as long as he stayed there, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, He'd be a good – how old is he now? Upper upper 20s? Low 30s? I think – yeah, I think he's 20 – Seven, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. I was, so gonna, I, think I was gonna say twenty-eight, so that's that's not far off. I, either one of us, I should say. Um, so he's he's right at the stage where he can even become like that veteran presence here in, in a couple of years. Um, yeah. As far as like being atop the helm and 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 giving that that advice to the young bucks coming up through the system. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a good fit. I'm sure he and uh, his wife would uh, like the setting in L.A. too. Or Anaheim, pardon me. Yeah, just a little spread out, but uh, same amount of traffic. <laughs> Teasing. It's definitely yeah. different areas of uh, Southern California, that's for sure. All right. Well, I think that concludes uh, today's today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Paul, and this is... Brendan, and we are two guys, one Prius. Have a good day, everybody. Signing off. Take care. <laughs>